Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello, hello, and welcome to the program. I was going to do show, but it sounds like a stupid rhyme. Hello. Nice to see you. It's uh, Thursday. I know that much. March 7th, as it turns out. And um, is it true Daylight Savings Time kicks in this weekend? This weekend. Yeah, mean I'm going to lose an hour? You know, at this point in my life, I don't like losing any hours. I'm serious. Whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we've got uh, about half the show. That would be this half of the show to talk about newsy stuff. Um, I... I continue to be uh, overwhelmed, like many, um, with the fact that there's so much news you don't even know where to begin. Um, I'm increasingly concerned with what I see as the media doing what it always does and somehow constantly uh, trying to find negative spins on in democratic politics, Democrats in the House, um, and, and Democrats often obliging by mucking things up as well. Here we go. Yowie. Um, thank God Michael Bloomberg said he ain't going to run. I'm, I'm loving the people who are saying they're not running. I, I really am, and I appreciate, uh, appreciate them. He, uh, some list came out where he's the seventh... <coughs> Seventh richest billionaire in probably just the United States, huh? I don't know. Uh, that's what we need, New York billionaires, more of them. Bring them on in. Uh, the worst news I got yesterday was uh, the fact that, uh, and I'm sorry, but this is just the truth, um, that Alex Trebek has stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, I have never liked him as a host, and yet uh, the thought of not having him there for us Jeopardy addicts is is inconceivable. <laughs> I can't. I mean, who the hell else could do it? It's not your normal uh, hosting gig, uh, game show hosting gig because it does require a level of intelligence and erudition uh, and that he has. Um, yeah, it's, you know, the game show for, for smart people. Uh, the game show for people who value uh, facts and education and learning. And uh, I mean, for 35 years, us Jeopardy addicts have been listening to him, so I just want to say I—it's—it's it's sad. Um, <sighs> I've been using that word a lot. Sad. Uh, this is from yesterday's news, and I, you know, I didn't have a chance to get into newsy stuff because we had uh, the gentleman from uh, Wiesenthal, and I do want to say that um, I got such a nice, <coughs> and I've already dumped it here, but I've got such a nice 
uh, email from little Tony who said that when he s knew that I was doing some theatrical theater stuff on the show, he sort of groaned and wanted to uh, tune out. But for some reason, he hung on and listened a bit and really said, I'm so glad I did because he found the, the history uh, that we were talking about really, really interesting. And I'm, <coughs> I'm always grateful to hear <laughs> when somebody is like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. And then they, they find it interesting. That that's makes my heart feel good. This I found on page two of the Wall Street Journal yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it really is an extraordinary number. Federal budget deficit, what's their verb, jumps 77% in a year this year. Federal budget deficit, 77%. You know, how is it that when people think of Republicans, they think of somehow budgetary austerity? They think of balanced budgets. What the? 77%. Let me just share a quote that the head of the Congressional Budget Office, which you know is just totally nonpartisan, said about the number. It's hard to imagine this is sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Republicans are doing what Republicans always do. They're spending money like drunken sailors, mostly on military stuff. And then they're telling their rich friends, hey, we're going to lower your tax rate. So the amount of tax receipts coming in, that's the money that we need to, for the budget, has declined by $19 billion because of what, how they cut taxes on the rich. And yet they spend as if they've increased taxes on the rich. And this kind of governance is so extraordinarily irresponsible. It's mind-blowing. 77% highest deficit ever. $310 billion deficit. This, from October through from October through January, compared with just $176 billion last year, same time. That's a 77% increase. Also, our trade deficit. Jeez. Oh, yeah. That's heading in the wrong direction, too. And uh, this is because of the tariffs that the uh, Trump administration has instituted. American consumers, this too from the Wall Street Journal, have been saddled with $69 billion in added costs for things we buy because of Trump's tariffs, um, and especially because of uh, 
his tariff on Chinese imports, on steel, on aluminum. Every product we buy has gone up in price. And, of course, Trump uh, claimed that his tariffs, that the costs of this are going to be borne by those foreign governments and foreign consumers. Absolutely incorrect. Federal budget, trade deficit, federal budget deficit, trade deficit, and some of the hardest hit sectors are Trump supporters. It all, you know, and they still, they don't get it. Farmers, American farmers are, I think we've talked about this before, declaring bankruptcy at a clip not seen since the Great Depression. Yeah. Uh, and yet, those are Trump voters, overwhelmingly. Farm income decreased, here's some more numbers, uh, by n over $9 billion uh, last year. And uh, farm debt rose by $410 billion. And that is the highest it has been in 40 years. Farm bankruptcies are up 59% in parts of the country where farms proliferate. And it is American farmers who are bearing much of the burden of this, uh, the tariffs and the trade wars that uh, Trump has uh, instituted. So uh, farmers are seeing their crop prices uh, plummet and their expenses, which they get from somewhere else, going way up. And as, I mean, you don't have to be an economics major to see that that is, as the budget director said, unsustainable. China was the largest buyer of American soybeans and soybean farmers were loving it. China has reduced the amount of soybeans from America that it imports by, get this, 90%. Pretty much cut off their main supplier because there's other suppliers mostly Brazil. And Brazilian soybean farmers are happy as can be. But uh, I don't know, was that what the president was touting when he put this into effect? Hey, we're going to make those Brazilian soybean farmers really rich. Also, uh, Trump's immigration policies are hurting farmers farmers that rely on immigrant labor. And a lot of them are saying they can't find the, the, the farm hands that they need. Uh, and they're having to sell their equipment to make, I, I, it's, it's unbelievable how, what a disaster he has created in uh, American farming. He's something. Uh, 
what else I got here? Oh, I, this story blew my mind. And this is from yesterday, too. Did you see this story? So th there's a, um, a, a really prestigious bike race in Belgium. And they divided into the men's race and the women's race. And the men go off first. And then um, 10, 15 minutes later, the women head out. And here's what happened. This woman, cyclist, Nicole Hanselman, uh, was going gangbusters. And she reached a point in the race where she could see the men. <laughs> and she was clearly going to overtake, given her momentum, some of the men. They, racing officials, actually stopped her. The race's official Twitter account reported this. We, ha we have neutralized our women race at a, the railroad crossing at some name I can't pronounce. So they stopped her so she wouldn't head into the men's pack. Does that seem like the thing you should do? Uh-huh. The men had a 10 to 15 minute lead on her and she was up to catching the slower men. And she stopped by race officials. And she was stopped uh, for enough time. I think they stopped her for about five minutes. She totally lost. Here's, she totally lost her momentum. And, in fact, all the other women caught up with her. And um, I can imagine her head was really messed up. I mean, if I were she, I would have been angry as hell. You're going gangbusters, and they stop you because you're about to overtake the men. And she ended up finishing in 74th place among the women. Because when they started up again, she was just deflated. As she put it, after the neutralization, what? we neutralized her. After the neutralization, I, she said she, I, she just didn't have it. So that's, that, that's astonishing to me. Astonishing. Headline, woman cyclist forced to stop the race after catching up with men. Just saying. Oh. Okay. You know, one of the things uh, that we um, we know, right, about changing demographics in America is that uh, 
Americans aren't having as many babies, and uh, many of the babies being born are being born to um, Hispanic and uh, African American families. So it's white women really are not having babies. Um, that's what we know, right? Until you read this. This blew me away. As fertility rates across the U.S. continue to decline, in fact, 2017 saw the lowest uh, rate uh, since the government started tracking it, some of the largest drops in birth rate have been among Hispanic women, which turns on its head everything I thought I knew. The birth rate for Hispanic women fell by 31% in the last 10 years. And they're still outproducing, I think, white women. And this whole article in today's New York Times talks about the fact that, you know, two-thirds of Hispanics in this country, in the United States, were born here. They're Americans in every way, shape, and form. And they are Americanized. And consequently, the newer, it's generational, the, new, the younger Hispanic women are acting like American women in that they want an education. They're deferring marriage and childbirth and they're acting just like uh, everybody else. Young American-born Hispanic women are less likely to be poor. That has something to do with controlling their reproduction. Yeah. And they are more likely to be educated than their immigrant mothers and grandmothers. And they are del delaying childbearing because they want careers. And I, I found that uh, fascinating because it, it went against what I thought I knew. And it turns out I didn't know much. Also on the women's news front, the uh, powerful uh, statement from Senator Martha McSally, a woman I don't particularly like, she was uh, beaten, as you might recall, in that special Arizona Senate race by um, her Democratic opponent. But uh, then, because the other, another senator, blanking on which one, retired, she was appointed to the Senate by the governor. And so she got to the Senate uh, anyway. She has an, a really impressive military record. She was the first woman to fly in combat missions in the U.S. military. And yet, she was raped in the U.S. military by a superior officer. And when I read that, I thought, wow. 
Here is a woman warrior. In every in every meaning of that word, here is a genuine glass ceiling shattering female warrior, and yet the, all the men around her. She must have been in constantly overwhelmed by the masculinity. She says she was sexually assaulted multiple times and raped by a senior officer I guess putting her in her place I guess and this came out when she was um, in a Senate hearing room where there were other uh, survivors of military rape and she had never come out with this before she never brought charges this is why they say the numbers are so undervalued because women don't report and she said she did not report this is no shrinking violet okay she did not report because the, she didn't trust the system and she also felt that she would be raped all over again by the system. And one rape, that was enough for her. This is what happens to females who step out of line and females who don't. Our whole sense of masculinity and femininity is so fucked up. What we think of men as being strong, women are emotional. Did you happen to see the R. Kelly Gail uh, King uh, interview? You tell me who's the man and who's the woman there, given what we think of as male and female behavior. We got Judge Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh now, melting down, freaking, going nuts in front of a Senate uh, hearing. Compare that to Hillary Clinton being grilled for 5,000 hours and never, ever losing her cool. The tables have turned. Think of Mark Meadows, the senator, uh, going apoplectic uh, at uh, the Cohen hearing uh, when he perceived that he was being called a racist for trotting out this black woman to show how Trump was not a racist. Melting down. And increasingly, that's what we see. We see these cool, collected women and we see these emotional men. There is a picture from that uh, King and Kelly interview. It is Gail King, right? Yeah. Um, in which he's standing over her and he's screaming and crying and looking over. And she is not looking at him. She remains seated 
She looked like a rock. And she's staring straight ahead, just waiting for him to get himself under control. And the other interesting thing I thought in his interview is so often he did not reply to her. He kept replying a to the side of her, to whoever was standing behind her, and I'm willing to bet it was a guy. I remember early in my career as a TV reporter going on an interview and interviewing some man, and he would not reply to me, he'd reply to my photographer. He, you know, you can tell where somebody's eyes are. I'd ask the question, and then he would respond over here to the male photographer. Just unbelievable. Little Tony says, the news about Alex Trebek made me sad as well. If it was any other cancer other than pancreatic, by the time it shows any symptoms, well, it's fourth stage. No. I don't mean to be a crepe hanger, but how many people beat four stage? Something like 2%? Also, in regard to men behaving badly, um, you cannot hear Michael Jackson on the radio in New Zealand anymore. And it hasn't even, the, the Leaving Neverland, the documentary, hasn't even aired there. It airs this weekend. Um, there's been an almost complete removal of Jackson's music in New Zealand from the airways. The two largest radio networks there said they won't play his songs. Same thing has happened up in Canada. Canadian media company says it has banned Jackson's music on its 23 stations in uh, Quebec and uh, Montreal. They have three major stations there. And um, this is expected to, uh, to grow. You know, R. Kelly wrote one of and sang a song that, because it was in a movie, it just, when my son was young, and I so loved that song. And it was so uplifting. And to this day, it's uplifting. I wouldn't want that song taken from me because of what he has done. It's the song, I Believe I Can Fly. What's the name of that movie, the ba basketball movie? Um, I Believe I Can Fly. I Believe I Can Touch the Sky. I Believe that Everything Goes in Bay. It's just such a wonderful, uplifting song. And you know, when you're a mother of a kid, you watch the same movies <laughs> over and over again. But I didn't mind that. Space Jam, it was, right, Space Jam. Uh, with Michael Jordan, and it, it, it was just wonderful. And that's our Kelly. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, 
And just one more thing, and then we're going to bring in some guests who've been here before. We won't be theatrical today. We'll be musical, okay? But political, political musical, okay? Um, Blockbuster, remember Blockbuster? Yeah? God, how I loved going to Blockbuster. Although you got, after a while, you sort of like, you know, if you went too much, you had it all memorized and you'd seen everything you wanted to see. But um, here is a headline from the New York Times today. A 9,000-store chain has closed 8,999 of its stores. How does that work? There is one blockbuster still operating. And there were two up until, I think, uh, last month. And that one's gone down now, and that was in Australia. <laughs> so there had been 8,998 stores closed. Now there's just one. And it's in Bend, Oregon. Um, and it's doing blockbuster business. People come there all the time. They sell all kinds of merchandise to because they're the, the last one standing. And uh, they think that one possible explanation of how this blockbuster... <laughs> is still alive and well is uh, given the fact where Bend is uh, there are a ton of really small communities out you know push out from Bend 10 15 20 miles and um, and often those places do not have uh, high-speed internet necessary for consistent streaming so you want to see a movie, you still come into the Blockbuster and get your, your video. But I'm just saying, there's still one left. It's in Bend. And guess, the, guess what? This, other, this article told me something else I didn't know. There's a Howard Johnson restaurant still operating. One. If you're old enough, that was a mainstay in the 50s and uh, I suppose into the 60s, right? Howard Johnson's. You'd sleep in them and you'd eaten them. God, I love going to a Howard Johnson's. Anyway, there's one left. If you want to go, it's in Lake George, New York. I don't know at, the, at its height how many, how many Howard Johnson's there were. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to bring in, um, oh, how are we going to get to them? Hang on a minute. Hang on. This is going to be a little, you know, little crazy for about a minute or two. Um, hey guys, come on in. Okay, so bringing in uh, Liz Berlin and uh, Fat Man D. They've been here before, but uh, they are into so much extraordinary work. I don't know, how the hell did we fit them? I'm gonna go way over here. Hey, Mandy, come on, the show's on. Grab a chair. Okay. Throw things over here. Hi, Liz. Hi. Grab a chair. Hi, Mrs. Berlin. You can go way down there or something. Um, and yeah, we're, we're on, so all of this is 
Live. It's not like we, yeah, oh. they're looking at this live. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Oh, hi. These two are always, always, I was going to say, always up to no good, but quite the opposite. <laughs> These two are always up to good. Are we? Yeah. Well, that's and easy to say. No, I think you are. <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing. You're up to good, but you're not dull about it. You know how sometimes, <laughs> you know how good deed doers can be like the most self-righteous, dull sort of people. You see them, yeah. you see them coming, and you think, oh God. Am I on the? Am I? On I, that I think maybe you're your right breast. No, 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 okay, is are we in? Okay. We're sort of in. We're in. We're in. We're in. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think these women need much of an introduction, do you? Do they? I don't know. Do I we? don't know. So you've been making the rounds. <laughs> we have been. Yeah. I saw you were on WDVE the other day. Yeah, Randy, right. Randy. Randy had us on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, explain what's happening. Well, um, we are very excited to announce, Liz and I, you may remember we were here last year, I think, maybe. It was, yeah, this it time. was here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, talking about our new record, Social Justice Disco, our new project, and our, our uh, record, Songs to Fight Fascists By. And Songs we to Fight Fascists By. Yes. I yeah. love it. Yes, music to power a revolution. And, um, or at least get you dancing while you're working on it. <laughs> right. You know. So, uh, but we produced that record through Liz's brand new... Um, record label creative life support records and she's and her husband uh, Mike have been building a studio with a gentleman named David Hillis Dave Hillis and they they built a really beautiful studio uh, a new one they are they still have the one in the north side but that's Mr. Small's recording and mastering is booked 24/7 with uh, people coming in to record their stuff and they had nowhere to record themselves or their friends or their local bands that they liked so where is this? Where's your new studio? So the new one we um, we bought the we got the Methodist Church that's across the street from Mr. Small's Theater. Okay. So it's like okay. directly catty corny from. So theater. you have, you built a bit of a empire, a musical <laughs> empire. I mean, with all these different. There's so much going on yeah. with what you do. Yeah, there is. Do you have time to sing? Um, no. I mean, yes, but not much. right now. I can't not. Well, I can you mean say right now, now, or you mean like in no, general? No, no, in no, general. Not, not, we'll, 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 I'm oh, okay. I was like, I'm not booted up yet. <laughs> I always, I always want you to sing for your supper when you're oh. in. When she you're sings. In she sings. She I did do. a beautiful job with our kids last Monday night. We have a through one of the things she does through the nonprofit Creative Life Support is the We Rock Workshop, and uh, she also does real real life music camp. That's a summer project, but We Rock. And I'm wearing the T-shirt from last year's class. That's oh, nice. I see. <laughs> the students help. Uh, the students write their own songs. They're foster kids from Allegheny County. We do the project with the Department of Human Services. We all meet at Liz's studio on the North Side, Mr. Small's recording and mastering for two months. And on Monday, she laid down some beautiful tracks. And what was really hilarious is like, so we have this young student who's a piano player, but he's not a singer. And he just, he had a song he wanted to record, so we, he recorded that song, and Liz just freestyled some absolutely stunning wordless lyrics and charged what the What do you mean wordless lyrics? I don't, that I just sang noises and sounds, and it, it's just like a way to just express, like, how I feel within the music. And then most of the time, I like, I'll go back later and, like, figure out what the words are supposed to be. Wow. Yeah, so I was trying to take the students through this process of, of how I write, of, like, 
doing you know the syllables and melody first and then like putting words to it and it, it was funny though because the one of the kids just kept insisting no you're saying words you're saying words and I was <laughs> like well write what you think I'm saying and he did and what he wrote was amazing you're and I didn't me. and I didn't come up with it, it was are him. you kidding me yeah 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 I think it's How? a new thing. I think we should just be crowdsourcing lyrics. I know. <laughs> it is kind of like that. Yeah. So I, this, that program alone is such a wondrous program. And that's just one. You can listen fo- to the music if you want. Where, where, where is it available? Reverbination.com slash We Rock Workshop. Yeah. I have every song up there from the last, like, nine years. Of yeah, R-E-V-E-R-B-N-A-T-I-O-N.com slash We Rock Workshop, W-E-R-O-C-K Workshop. So you do this for nine, you've done it for nine years. hmm yeah. And these are foster kids. Right, yeah. Or independent living through Allegheny County, and then we spend two months recording, then two months rehearsing. At the rehearsal, when we start rehearsing, we, we invite people to come in to dance, and we put in a dance teacher. And then we do a huge stage show at the end of the four-month process. So two months recording, two months rehearsing. and uh, What a wonderful thing. They're great. They're wonderful. And how old are the kids? Um, 14 to 21. Wow. Mm -hmm. Do any of them, I mean, they don't all have a musical talent. I mean, to varying degrees. But we, we work with any level of experience or talent. You know, I mean, I've worked with... Um, I've worked with severely autistic kids and, and just like have them just like you know make no- make sounds with me and have them repeat words with me and then like edit it into like these amazing songs that you know when they hear them back they just feel like this huge sense of accomplishment because they never thought that that they could express that way. Did you, you know? Do you have educational training uh, in any way? No, just no. I mean, I had a mentor. That I used to teach at Pace School, which is a partial hospitalization school for um, for um, emotionally disturbed and chemically imbalanced or and autistic um, kids. And um, uh, one of the music teachers there, Carol Bergman, kind of mentored me and brought me in to teach there. And so I learned a lot from her. And that was kind of like the that was like the the rigors of like really learning how to um, to be an educator in you know with with children that are challenging. Um, so yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's a cool I'm project. In no, I'm in awe. I'm a vocal coach for it, and uh, you know, about two years ago, I was like, Liz, we're always helping these wonderful kids make their songs. Let's put ours out, and that's. <laughs> can we like we yeah, rock workshop our own stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Can we please? That's the thing that when you ask me, do I have time to sing? That's why I said no because I'm I do so much and I sing so much, but I, d- I don't like ever focus on like my own stuff so which is why i'm so grateful that mandy pushes you this project yeah Yeah. i mean i literally would not have released anything in i don't know 10 15 years if it wasn't for her and that would have been a tragedy i know and you know i wouldn't be playing my solo music if it wasn't for my friend mark strickland who you know moved here from 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 indiana to play with me and like makes me do it you know and (laughs) it's not that i don't love it i do i love it i just have so many other things that i focus on Running your small city, state, and mill. Yeah, yeah, right. I just want to say. With your, her with your small city, state, and multiple <laughs> venues and, and liquor licenses and educational programs and recording studios. And Unbelievable, really. <laughs> what, yeah, what you've done with, um, with your celebrity and position and uh, your... It's seriously amazing. 
All right, so let's get to your music. Our music, yay! Yeah. Okay, so this music is to fight fascists. Little speaker. One of our poets, Christina Springer, oh, bought this speaker. Do oh, do you have? You bow, Amy. Give it up for Amy on the production. Let's see if do these stretch far enough? No. Here. How about this one? Here about this one. Give me. You take that one. All right. And I get to listen. Oh, I'm just answering. I get red ones. Yeah. Okay. 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 So what do we need to do here? <laughs> what are we going to hear? What are we doing? Uh, what do you want to start with, Liz? Should we do um, Big Brother is Trending since it's actually on Spotify right now? Yeah. I remember Big Brother is Trending. Yeah. Let's do it. This one has uh, uh, one of our fellow teachers from We Rock on it, Big Just. He's rapping on it. And he'll be performing uh, for the first time a solo number at our event next Saturday. So we're very excited. Big Juss. Though if you were listening to WDVE, Randy called him Big Jew. And I had to say, no, I'm the Big Excuse Jew. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> he, the name's spelled J-U-S. He was thinking it was like French Like or something. Oh, Jew. Like, yeah, like exactly. I remember the first time I saw that. Was, yeah, yeah, right. We have uh, roast beef <laughs> with roast beef with Jews. <laughs> Jeff is pretty meaty. He's pretty meaty. He's, okay. he's, he's a good one. Juicy. He's juicy. He's <laughs> juicy. Okay, so let's do... If he's listening right now, he's simply like, what are you doing? <laughs> Heard Liz and, and, and fat on W. <laughs> Call her Mandy, not fat. Okay. With a PH. <laughs> pretty hot and Heard Liz and Mandy on WDB Tuesday. They were great. Nice to see them again. All right, so okay, so we're gonna do Big Brother is trending with Big Jew, uh, Big uh, Just. Ju- Just. I'm the Big Jew. Oh, you're the Big Jew. Well, I ain't so small myself. Is it? Big Brother is trending, Big Brother is trending, Big Brother is trending, that's on double plus, I'm good at news. Cops are shooting good men dead, too black to live there, filled with lead, come home from school but car broke down. Called on good, they shot him down. And person reading a book alone. Child shot the video on the phone. Bearing with us, we shared the feed, but this was crime thing. Didn't feel the need. Big brother is trending. Big brother is trending. Big brother is trending. That's on double plus. And a pipeline built against the law. Treaties broke, hoping natives fall. 400 tribes gathered strong, but you won't hear news speak in their song. Big Brother wants us to believe, protects his lies, defends his need. But the truth is coming into light. Must resist, keep up the fight. Big Brother is trending. Big Brother is trending, Big Brother is trending, that's on double plus on good news.
those who hate. It's long past time, we must decide what's more important, lies or pride. Flynn cops murder and pipelines built and bombs go off at home. It's like the Lord himself is calling you. You must pick up the phone. We learn, we teach, we educate ourselves and even those who hate. It's long past time we must decide what's more important, lives or pride. Horn section is Reggie Watkins and Steel Town Horns, and this awesome violin is Miss Megan Williams. And here comes Big Joe's. There's too much hate, there's too much fear, conflicting truth, the thin veneer, alternative facts interlinked, drown us all in double playing, they rectify the past to fit the truth into the narrative, deleting footage of the death, hun persons will take no more breath. Big Brother is trending, Big Brother is trending. Some double plus I'm good news. Big brother is trending. Big brother is trending. Big brother is trending. That's some double plus I'm good news. That's some double plus. You can listen to it on Spotify. It's on uh, Spotify and Amazon and Apple Music and iTunes and all that stuff. Hashtag Big Brother is trending, all one word. Wow. Who wrote that? I did the lyrics, most of the lyrics. Liz and I collaborated on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. And the horn section is Steel Town Horns, uh, Reggie Watkins, Rick Matt, and J.D. JD Chason. Um, and Reggie is pretty famous himself. He uh, he's traveled with the temp he's local. He's traveled with the Temptations. He was Maynard Ferguson's music director. He played uh, um, Ms. Aretha Franklin's funeral. He was seated directly behind uh, Minister Farrakhan, which is 
made for some real interesting screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's really a wow. trombone player. Yeah, he's bad. Uh, so, there's a big thing happening, right? Uh, that Lots people of, can yeah. go, I need to, you know, the people can come, and mm -hmm. you're putting on quite a show. Next Saturday, March 16th, at Mr. Small's Theater, Doors at 5, I think. Show yeah, doors are at 5, show is at 5.30, so oh, it's really early, so early think of it more Saturday. like a music festival. Come out early, we have a coffee shop um, at Mr. Small's that we just opened called Mr. Small's Cafe, so come and get coffee and, um, and, panini, sandwiches. and panini sandwiches, and uh, just stay all day, it's going to be fun. Okay, so it starts at 5, the music starts at 5.30, yeah, how long does it go? Cool. You're going to, I it's mean. It's going to go to like 11.30. Because oh it's, this is our label launch party, so we, we're having all kinds of bands that are on the label. So um, Drowning Clowns is a band that's going to be playing, um, Liz Berlin Band, Fat Mandy, and the Cultural District, um, as well as Big Jess and Streetwalker, two, our two rappers on the label. Um, and then in addition to that, we have all of the, um, the creative contributors to Social Justice Disco have projects in their own right, so we're going to have... Um, Johnny Creed Co. and his family are going to do a set. Um, Steel Town Horns is doing their own set. I have Christina Springer and Leslie Ezra Smith are both going to read their poet, like do some yeah, poetry readings. Poets. Derek Tynes um, and the Lemon Saint Gospel Chorale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Lita DeVargas is going to do a dance. She's, she's a, a beautiful dancer that, that dances with us. Who else? Did I miss anyone? Uh, uh, Henya, I think, Henya. is going to be joining us. Christine Hammer Andrews, the belly dancer. Um, yeah, Big Just, we said mm -hmm. him, yeah. uh, Derek Tynes, Lemington Gospel Chorale. Mm -hmm. Do you guys come on last? No, no. not last. Not kind of like mid, late, like middle, eight, late. Like 8.30ish yeah. is when Social Justice Disco hits. Mm -hmm. Her Liz's band is going on earlier, and I think my band is going on a little earlier, too. So both of our solo projects, and we're not doing long solo sets. We're doing like 20, 25-minute solo sets. But the Social Justice Disco, we're going to try and do everything from the album. So we have like a 75-minute set smack in the middle of the night. Yeah. And then Liz's band, Drowning Clowns, which is this wild, like, very atmospheric rock and roll kind of... Psychedelic indie Americana. So, I mean, there's all these different genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I it's say think of rap, it more like gospel, a music festival. Indigenous music. Yeah. Yeah. So the odds of somebody Poetry. coming for hearing one thing and getting turned on to another is that's pretty, the hope. That, that's pretty I mean, high. That's the hope. I mean, like, support is the revolution. If we all support each other and we support each other's projects, you know. You know, um, one, how much, by the way, is the cost to get uh, in? 12 in advance and 15 at the door. Wow. It's wheelchair accessible on the side on yeah. Butler Street. On the slanty street, there's, like, a band load indoor. Okay. So if you're in a wheelchair and you want to come in, just come up on Butler Street on that super slanty. There's like a cutout in the in the in the sidewalk there, and just come in the band entrance and say to the security, "Hey, I need to." Yeah. I need to not climb those three flights of stairs out front. <laughs> Dear God, I bet there's a lot of people that aren't in wheelchairs who don't want to climb those. Three it's not really three flights. flights. No, no, it's I, not. It's one. It's flight. one flight. You're making it sound good. I'm you know, sorry. there's one other thing I was thinking. You know, songs to fight fascists by. These times are so fraught right now. I would think there'd be more music coming out addressing it. You know, back in the 60s, right? There was all this music that got played on 
radio stations. Well, that's right? not the fact that we're not making new music. It's, it's just not means being. The there's no way to play it. Playing it. It doesn't fit their format. I mean, locally, you have One Hood Media who's putting out serious protest hip hop all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and you know nationally, I mean, like there's, it's not for a lack of music. One of the songs we're doing is the, is a cover of the Peace Poets' "I Can't Breathe," with the gospel choir, and that was put after put out after Eric Garner was right was taken from. But us. it doesn't get the kind of pr- well, nothing does. I mean, because there's not, the, it's not, it's a whole different landscape now mm-hmm. than it than it was. I think that's why the things like your show are so important. You know, your show and other independent, you know. Um, I mean, you, you work with Steel City Media and, and Pittsburgh City Paper, but that's like an art news weekly, you know, like it's important for venues like this to exist, you know, music podcasts, music blogs, because mainstream records <laughs> are not playing, mainstream, no. ma- mainstream, I mean, there's only just that just, it. yeah, it's yeah. just that pop crap. <laughs> I mean, I like some of the pop crap, but, you know, but, but yeah, it's But why won't any of them do, I mean, I'm wondering all these pop stars that do get played, why aren't they doing something? Because, uh, again, it's not, I mean, powerful ones. Mm-hmm. Like, why doesn't it, you know, I don't know who they are anymore. Taylor Swamp do some <laughs> kind of anti, you know, some kind of, yeah. you know, why not? Well, she doesn't tend to do it through her music much, but she does, she makes statements Oh, here screw and there, the statements you know. and the Twitters no, and the I know. Tweet. It's hard I, for There should be music that gets a huge, you know, gets listened to. By a ton of people. I wish that I I hope that our music will get there. I hope that somebody with a with with a bigger international or national platform will hear this music and say, yeah, sure, we'd like to put you on yeah. on you know John Oliver's show or right. you know bring you on Stephen Colbert or Ooh. The Daily Show. You know, I mean, exactly. Saturday Night We're Live. Available. Right. I would love that. I would love to go to Bonnaroo or. You know, one of these giant voodoo fests down in New Orleans, you know. I would, you know, one of these massive venues. I, I would like to do that. We're going to play Camp Tipsy in June in Colusa County, California. Okay. I am so out. Camp Tipsy. You know. <laughs> all right. It's an art boat event. They're flying <laughs> us out. We're going to, not the whole band, just me and Liz. And we're going to do our set to backing tracks. We okay, did a pagan festival last year. Yeah. Out in, uh, I don't know, southern Ohio called Starwood. The year before that, we were at a place called Sirius Rising in Brushwood, <laughs> Sherman, New York. So we're <laughs> There's stuff happening, right. We're doing it. You I'm know. trying. Right, right. Trying. Okay, so do we're you have another? Yeah. Can you do another song? Because we're running out of oh, time. Geez. I can't do you want to do Black Lives Matter, Staying Alive, or do you want to do I Will Survive with uh, Holly Hood? You've uh, done I Will Survive know. on here uh, Did we do Black Lives so Matter, Staying Alive? I don't think so. Okay. No. Yeah. <coughs> So this, yeah, this one also has a little big Jess on it. It's uh, staying alive, but with Liz's lyrics. So Liz yeah, wrote all these lyrics. This is a parody. Do you see it, staying Amy? Alive. Oh. I thought I did. did. I don't know. Okay. What do you have? What did I say? Do you want to do Fourth Rike Rising? Yeah. Did we do Fourth Rike Rising last time? Yeah. Nice cheery tune. How about racist friend? Your racist friend. Your racist friend. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. let's this do your a, racist friend. Oh, it's short too. It's ten fifty six. Yeah, so if you want to hear Black Lives Matter and Fourth Rising, well, then Rising, you'll have to play have to us. Come to the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or Fourth Rising Rising's on Spotify though. Yeah. And the whole album is going to be on Spotify next Friday. 
That's the whole, that's the news is through Creative Life Score Records the whole the whole album is dropping digitally worldwide. On that's on a, every, wow. so on that's every amazing. On the Ides of March. That, on the Ides of March. You wear the Ides of March. <laughs> so again, the the festival, the the wonderful show is a week from this Saturday. S- a week from Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're performing tomorrow. Oh, at right, the at Pittsburgh in International so Women's we- Strike. I didn't even know there was a woman's strike. I'm a woman. I There's strike. an international <laughs> woman's strike tomorrow at downtown what? the City of County building. And uh, there's a rally at 4 p.m. What are we supposed to, I mean, women are supposed to, what? What's there's the a whole point? list of demands. If you go to their Facebook page, uh, they're, they're really good demands. They're ones I agree with. They're like fighting racism and supporting all women, uh, you know, not just cisgender women and working class women and immigrant women and Healthcare, childcare, the whole nine yards. It's everything I agree with. Go to Pittsburgh International Women's Strike. Just look them up on Facebook. Information about the rally tomorrow, 4 p.m. We're going to sing about 5. There's a rally. There's speakers. There's good there people. There you go. 4, 4 p.m. Uh, City County Building. Yeah, right yeah. there in the portico. Okay. All right. And now we got uh, your racist friends. Yeah, yeah, by They Might Be Giants. Devil's hand and say your own 
love it. See, now that should be on, that back in the day would have been on the radio. It is on the radio right now. It's Where? On show. Oh, yeah. That's not <laughs> on the radio. Yeah. So, we're out of time, you guys. Aww. It's always. Thank you so much. And just thank you for all the wonderful work you two do. Aww. I mean, you really make the world a better place. Thank you. I'm all talk. You're all action. I love it. We I love you. Love Thanks yeah. for giving us the opportunity to reach your beautiful viewers. Mm. Okay, you guys. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. No singing. I, pro I promise, because when I start singing, <laughs> I lose my audience immediately. Oh. I've been known to oh. sing. Yeah, and it's, it's, not, it's only for the strong of, uh, of stomach. So, okay. You guys, we'll see you tomorrow. And... A week from Saturday, Saturday, March 16th. Mr. Small sounds like an extraordinary uh, event. 12 bucks for like eight hours of music. In yeah. advance or 15 at the door. Yeah. 15? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just go to mrsmalls.com for tickets. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, too, Thank for, you. for everything. God. And it's all ages. Bring your kids. Yeah, bring the kids. Bring the kids. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.